0: Welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster, it's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going, mate? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, all good, thank you. Not sure about pro, but uh, delighted to (laughs) see
0: you all the (laughs) same. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, two worlds collide. I'm excited. Are you excited, Jimmy?
1: I've been buzzing, buzzing all summer.
0: Yeah, can't wait. (laughs) Ever since I mentioned it to you. We've been talking about this for quite a while, haven't we? Actually, you know, coming together and producing a betting podcast especially for the Championship. And this is it. We thought, why not start it this season? First off, Jimmy, obviously you're quite new to our second-tier audience. Could you give us a bit of an introduction about who you are, how long you've been tipping for? I imagine quite a few people have actually seen you on social media, but give us a bit of a background about yourself.
1: Yeah, so um I went to work for a uh, bet Poker Stars in London um three years ago, I think it was, and I started running the Jimmy the Punt page as it's become, just to, to practice some um social media techniques to grow an audience at first and then sort of slipped into betting through the side door and ever since then it's just snowballed but um yeah i love betting love writing about betting and uh can't wait can't wait to take to take it into the podcast um arena
0: the thing is i've been following you for ages and you've won me a fair bit of money in that time but then one day i decided to drop you a dm that's doing podcast mate and here we are now um so you've got a bit of background on jimmy
1: who do you support? chef united sheffield united, united. yeah blades fan favorite movie favorite movie do you know at the minute it's probably the irishman but it changes okay. it changes all the time yeah okay
0: night out or night in?
1: um i probably go night out but pub not town
0: and uh where do you store your bread
1: where do i what sorry
0: where do you store your bread?
1: Where do I store my bread? Bread bin in pantry. Good, good. Good
0: answers. Is
1: there anyone People <laughs> <laughs> put it in the fridge. I don't know why people put it in the fridge, but they do.
0: Anyway, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the first ever episode of the second tier betting. We plan on doing these every week, every Thursday, looking ahead to each weekend in the championship. So this is the first of many, ladies and gentlemen. One thing we want this show to be is not boring. Because I don't know about you, Jimmy, I've listened to betting shows before and it's an hour of two blokes going on and on about who they've picked. And we want this to be very straight to the point, don't we? We've all got busy lives. So we promise, listener, that we want to take up as little of your time each week while giving you as much background and our thinking about each of our selections. Just quickly before we get cracking, you've got four episodes coming out this week. Four Obviously, our picks for today, our promotion, relegation is coming out tomorrow. Top goal scorer on Wednesday. And then our picks for the opening weekend of the season is coming out on Thursday. Exciting times ahead. And before we crack on, it's always worth mentioning, please gamble responsibly. When the fun stops, stop. So obviously, we're talking about promotion today, Jimmy. We're talking about who we think is going to win the league and who might be with a chance of getting in the top six. So I wanted to ask you, what do you look for in your pick for your team to win the championship? What are the most important things that you keep an eye out for?
1: Right. So um, it's, it, you're looking within every price that the, the bookie offers. There's, there's going to be everything that everybody can get their hands on con- like contained within that price. You know, like any statistics, signings, stuff like that, records and stuff that has gone in in the past. So I'm always trying to look for an edge. So uh, with the research this season, I've looked at um, characters and ethos around clubs. Uh, it's focusing on longevity and uh, sort of structural plans. Um, but specifically, I've been looking at managers uh, as not, not as humans, but as characters and how they're going to motivate the players throughout the season, as well as obviously the stuff I've mentioned. So the summer business, uh, the squad depth um stuff like that and also a new factor well it's all relatively new but fans went out of stadiums now fans coming back into stadiums like who's gonna be mm-hmm. pack on that the most so obviously without getting giving too much away like clubs like reading I've been reading I've been an empty reading I've been a full reading and you can't you can't tell much difference can you but Luton uh it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely massive for clubs like Luton isn't it so yeah stuff like stuff like that yeah, It's all very valid points. Whenever I go for who I think is going to win
0: the league, I often go for who I think is the best manager. Mm. I think that plays such a big part. And when you look at the past couple of seasons, I mean, Daniel Farker last season has got an unbelievable record at championship level. Marcello Bielsa from the season before. Mm. When you've got the best manager in the league, very often you end up winning the whole thing. Obviously, you've got to take into account like squad depth as well. I think squad depth is massive, how much quality you've got, because it only takes five or six injuries. And then that team is really looking around going, hang on a minute, who's gonna be playing here? So I think squad depth is massive, and then obviously the quality of the squad as well. Um, so let's get cracking. We'll start off with our naps, our best bets for promotion this
1: season. Jimmy, you can kick us off. Who have you gone as your nap? Well, my nap is um, West Brom to finish as champions. Uh, it was at 7-1 uh, to one for the majority of the summer, but it's just um, been nibbled into 13-2. Uh, to two. Uh, With That's with Bet365. Yeah, I have gone
0: exactly the same. West Brom, 13-2, <laughs> Bet365. For me, as I was just saying, manager. Massive, massive start that you've got to have the best manager possible. And Valerian Ishmael, I think he's kind of, bit of a bit of an unknown still. When you're talking about, obviously, he had such a fantastic season with Barnsley last season. Whether he can carry that on with a side which is better is going to be interesting to see. But I, I, I'm looking at the three relegated sides as the most likely to win the league this season. And I'm looking at Valo and Ishmael and thinking he has got the potential to be the best manager out of those three. Would you agree with that?
1: No, hundred percent. I'm just um, just nodding along because, uh, yeah, our uh, our notes must be fright frightfully similar. Um, it just it just it's just I'll just put two words for you, Valerian Ishmael. That, that's 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 the uh, start and finish of it, really, isn't it? What What I yeah.
0: yeah. and You're looking at the squads as well. It, when you're looking at if you look at the squads on paper. Fulham and West Brom are the particular standout ones for me. I think they've got just a bit more than Sheffield United. Uh, You'll be sad to hear that. But (laughs) I'm looking at that and thinking they've got so much quality, so much quality in depth and so much depth across the whole squad. Both sides have managed to keep um, the core of their squads together. What I really like what West Brom have got, they've strengthened in defence with Matt Clark, midfield, is the real filling in this quality championship side. And you've got Alex Maurits, who's just joined from Barnsley. Matthias Pereira is still there at the moment. Grady Ingana on the wing. Jake Livermore, remains Sawyers, Matt Phillips, Robert Snodgrass. I could go on and on, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I mean, I completely forgot Robert Snodgrass was there. But still, that talks about the quality and depth that they've got in this side.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, just to touch on what he did at Barnsley, because I do think I do think it's important, because like I said, he's a bit of an unknown entity in in the English game. Um in terms of budget, Barnsley, the lowest, if not the, one of the lowest incomes, and definitely in the bottom sort of four in terms of wage bill. Uh when when Ishmael come come to Oakwell, they were second from bottom, uh, seven games in with just four points and zilch zero wins. In the 39 mm. games that proceeded, uh, they won 74 points. So uh, by the lower averages, if you would have taken Barnsley over at the start of the campaign, he would have got 87 points with Barnsley. And like I say, you've got to bear in mind that he came in uh, after the start of the season and had to had to implement his style and uh, ideologies amongst uh, amidst uh, the toughest campaign in history in respects to uh, the restrictions COVID caused. So now he's moved yeah. to West Brom it's genuinely frightening, isn't it, with the resources and the squad they've got. Yeah, and I was looking before and thought
0: striker might be a bit of a concerned position, but it's really not. They've got Colin Grant, who scored 19 in a struggling Huddersfield side last time he was in the Championship. And then you've got Callum Robinson as well, who would get into any side in the league. It is a frightening side. Admit, admittedly, there are concerns, mainly surrounding the futures of Sam Johnston in goal, mm. Matias Pereira. I've been more comfortable if he stayed, but I think I'd still be back in the Albion to win the league, even if Pereira does go on. Johnston, I think they've got a ready-made replacement in Alex Palmer, who was brilliant at Lincoln in league one last season. So I think he's more than ready to make the stack up. Um, And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. West Brom, they look very solid and the way things are going, I think 13 to two is a very decent price for this team.
1: Uh, yeah, just a, just a final point on West Brom. I think uh, the important thing with outrights is you're looking at, at, you know what I mean, you're getting the best value for money at this point in time. So you're looking at prices that aren't going yeah. to increase as the season goes on. And with Chef United, we know what Djukanovic can be like. I think it'll take him a couple of uh, international breaks to get his best system and get everyone settled. And uh, Fulham have been shopping and changing, but we saw with Ishmael, he hit the ground running at Barnsley. So I can't see this price increasing that much. And he's, he's relentless in he's relentless in the way he plays and the standards he demands uh and just a quick I think this epitomizes him beautifully um I heard a story from Barnsley that he bumped into the press officer uh in the car park, and they had an hour long chat, and then the press officer said after after Ishmael left, he just felt like like being a better man and prepared to become the best press officer. Oakwell has ever seen and i just think no. that just encapsulates how captivating ishmael is as a man really doesn't it and so there you go I am. first episode of the second tier betting not only do you get fantastic tips but you get
0: heartwarming stories <laughs> <Yeah>. alongside <laughs> it as well yes. <laughs> <laughs> right so he agrees on our nap then jimmy that's good next best next best bet what have you gone for
1: i've been I've been. been grappling with myself not to do this, but I, I really I really can't look past it and it's Sheffield United promotion at mm-hmm. eleven to four. That's we bet three six five. I the original bet was gonna be top two uh, at four to one but um I think I think I'll just add on the side of caution in case uh, in case it's playoffs. Um yeah uh, just a, a quick uh, sort of reasoning I think um the similar mentalities but contrasting characters have uh, Wilder and his uh, successor Jukanovic will really galvanise the squad off the back of this woeful season um, we talked about the, the, the broadening gulf in between the championship and relegated clubs in terms of um, squad depth and quality and budget and now uh, all three sides have really really um, took on top top managers with proven track records at this level so I think I think Sheffield United was slightly undervalued in in this market, and as much as me, it pains me to bet on them, um, I I just couldn't I, I just couldn't ignore the uh, the underlying data and my reasoning.
0: Yeah, it makes sense when when you instead of going top two because it looks like it's going to be between those three teams for the top yeah. two this season, doesn't it? What price did you get them at again? Uh, it is eleven to four. That is with Bet Three Six Five. Eleven to four promotion they'll be the strongest team heading into the playoffs. You would have thought at this time if they were to miss out on the top two. So you give yourself an added cushion there as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, that was the other thing, because we saw it with Brentford. Their price to go up through promotion was, um, I think it was around six to four uh, before they kicked the ball. So uh, assuming that Sheffield United miss out on the automatics, then you're getting a bit of value if they get into the playoffs as well. Yeah, and, and we all know what record Yukanovic has got in the championship. is his...
0: I can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head, but he's definitely in the top five of all managers who have been in the championship. You've just got to look at his finishing positions in every season that he's been in. I think in every full season, they've finished in the top six at the very least. So that almost looks certain to happen. And again, the squad is just so, so full of talent. Rian Brewster, Ollie McBurney, and they're just the strikers. You go around the rest of the team; the defence is going to be a brick wall next season, I think. Because Sheffield United have managed to keep hold of those key defenders, haven't they? The likes of Egan, Basham, O'Connell, as well.
1: Yeah, just touch it. We've got we have got so much depth, and um, while we're yet to sign anybody, I think the uh, the most impressive bit of business for United has been keeping hold of the likes of uh, Sanderberg and. Uh, England's number three, Aaron Ramsdale, we fought some competition from some some big clubs. Uh, but um, yeah, ultimately managed to keep hold of him. And like you say, I, I think the strikers we've got in our books, they've got over 450 career goals between them. We know about Brewster's pedigree and McBurney's pedigree at this level. And we've also got um, Mousset, he's been playing the majority of pre-season. He looks, he, we all know he can be a good player on his day, a very good player, but it's just... It's, made of glass, I think if keeping fit as well, we've just got so much depth and quality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: the, the striker options. Unbelievable. You haven't even mentioned McGoldrick, Sharp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just just stunning. And then you've also got experienced midfielders as well, like Ben Osborne, John Fleck. It just goes on and on. So that's why I'm quite strong on the idea that these top three teams probably will finish as the top three this season because they've just got so much quality amongst them. My next best bet is a top six uh, pick, so I've gone for QPR at seventy-two to, to finish in the top six at Bet three six five. A lot of people are excited about QPR this season, and it is easy to see why. Last season they started terribly, absolutely abysmally, and then suddenly in January. Everything just clicked. And in 2021, only Norwich and Watford picked up more points than them. They actually got more points than Brentford in the second half of the season. It was mainly down to the signings they brought in in January, Mm -hmm. namely Charlie Austin up front, Stephanie Johansson in midfield, and um, Jordi Device at the back as well. You'll be glad to know all of those players have come back on permanent deals now in the summer. And that is such a huge boost for QPR, especially Johansson. Who I, feel, I feel like his um, contribution to QPR last season was really underrated. But they've also strengthened in other areas as well with new players like Sam McCallum, loan from Norwich. He was at Coventry last season. He's a quality left-back young lad. Loads of pace, loves getting forward and will suit the style of play that Mark Warburton's trying to play. They also brought in Jimmy Dunn from Burnley at the back. Andre Giselle from Ipswich is a young player who looks really exciting in midfield. And the real, really exciting players who could make or break QPR this season are the attacking midfielders. Elias Chair, Chris Willock, those two are on fire last season and I really feel like Elias Chair's got the potential to live up to the season that we saw from Everichi Easy a couple of seasons Mm. ago when he was at QPR because he's shown in glimpses and I think last season he um, had the most assists, most chances created, sorry, for a long time without actually getting an assist but now that they've got you know, Charlie Austin on the end of those chances. Hopefully that will ease that burden. Senny de in goal as well. He's one of the best keepers in the championship last season. They've got a wonderfully well-rounded team with loads of squad depth. And I'll be surprised if QPR aren't in the battle for the top six, at the very least this season. Seven, Seven to two looks a massive price. And I've been having a look around at what some of the other championship experts have been saying about QPR this season. Everyone seems to have them in the top six. So when you've got this general consensus that QPR are going to be in or around the playoffs this season, seven to two seems like a great price. What do you think, Jimmy?
1: No, hundred percent. I, I was just raising my eyebrows when you said the um, the seven to two. Uh, I can't believe that price. A lot of mm. um, QPR fans I've been speaking to are getting quietly exp- excited as well. And we saw the um, the second half of the season, how it's really started cooking for Warburton. Um, yeah, and they've got so many exciting players. Uh, Do- um, Andre Dozel from uh, Ipswich. Uh, is it from Ipswich, sorry? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a uh, he's a frightening signing. I can't wait to see him back in the Championship. I love him. Yeah,
0: he, he could be a real bargain for QPR. They look like they're building the future. They've got this exciting young team, loads of energy, I don't see many weaknesses. So I'm really fancying QPR to continue where they left off from the end of last season. And that brings us to our long shots. Jimmy, who have you picked for as your big long shot for promotion this season?
1: It's not not a side as such, but I noticed this market on Bet365. We have spoke about it a lot already this podcast and you can get all three of the relegated sides to go back up at 40-1. to So I've had a small play on that. And um, just quickly, just to touch on some uh, data that I've looked at. So since the year 2000, uh, 25% of the sides relegated from the top flight have bounced straight back up. And at least one of them three teams have gone uh, straight back up in 12 of those 20 seasons. Um, Interestingly, though, we've sort of seen a shift in these last two seasons of half of the six relegated sides have gone immediately straight back up. Uh, and I think this is just um, showing us how we have started to see the clubs implement sustainable strategies, recruit well, and use parachute payments to their advantage, not not just sort of, um, yeah, not just sort of just waste them. Um, and I do think this campaign will be a bit of a landmark in the sense that we'll see all three sides go straight back up, not only because of the data, um, the data I've just mentioned uh shows the trend that the gulf in between relegate clubs and EFL clubs is broadening. But if you look at the three clubs that came down last season, I mean, we've already spoke about Sheffield um, United and the baggies, but in terms of managers employed and keeping all of the star men, it just reinforces the idea that they are geared up to go straight back up into the Championship, uh, straight back up into the Premier League. Um, even Fulham, who we haven't really, really mentioned, they've got Marco Silva and his pedigree is indisputable at this level. He did a great job in the Premier League at Hull, when he first came to England, and um, and at Fulham, so yeah. there can't be many doubts that they'll be there about come the end of the season. So at forty to one for all three teams to go back up, I think it certainly has a legs to provide us with well, a bit of interest.
0: Yeah, forty to one. I, I didn't see that market, but now that you've mentioned it, when you said forty to one, it really made my eyebrows right. It's
1: one of them. In, uh, a forty player. to one. Considering
0: what we've been talking about, how all three of the sides who have come down look so much stronger compared to the rest of the division, that could be a real steal. We nearly saw all three relegated teams get promoted straight back up last season, didn't we? And as you say, you could do a whole podcast talking about why this has happened. It's down to COVID, parachute payments, money in the Premier League and what have you. And it does seem like this may be the start of how things continue really we did see Mm. that gap between the championship and the premier league seemingly getting thinner and thinner but now it seems to be getting wider and wider again mainly because of what's happened with the pandemic so 40 to 1 you've persuaded me there i'm gonna (laughs) get a little punt on that i'm afraid um my long shot not as big as 40 to 1 but i've gone for luton at 11 to 2 for the top 6 at bet victor Luton have been done a massive disservice by the bookies. Only two teams are bigger prices to win the championship this season than Luton. Yeah. And it's just blown my mind. They're also the sixth most likely to get relegated, according to the prices. No, it not- is absolute nonsense. They finished 12th last season in the championship, only eight points behind Reading in seventh. And they're a club rapidly on the rise. First off, they're in for a shout of being the squad which has strengthened the most over the summer. I won't go through them all, but Alan Campbell from Motherwell looks a really exciting player in midfield. Bags of energy can win the ball back. Carlos Mendes Gomez from Morecambe, someone I am, yeah, a big, yeah. big gasp.
1: Right. He is oh, someone yeah. I'm
0: really excited about because he is, he tore the two totally apart last season. Young oh, right. lad, I think he scored something like 15, 16 goals and he can definitely carry that on on the wing for Luton next season. And Burke from Hull was one of the best centre-backs in League One last season. What were you going to say, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, so just on Gomez, I think he's already bagged three goals in pre-season. All world is apparently as well. Yeah, he, he's okay. got, bags of talent and I fully accept expect him to make the step up
0: in the championship next season and the squad they already had was very solid as it was Simon Sluger in goal quality goalkeeper brilliant goalkeeper he, he had a bit of a shaky start when he came to the championship mm. but since then he has been brilliant Elijah Adebayo up front someone I'm fancying to bag quite a few goals next season and then you've got the interesting case of Joe morell who obviously had a starring role with Wales in the summer. Hasn't really played that much for Luton in a, in a very strange turn of events, but I wonder if he could be involved a bit more this season. It'll be interesting to see, but they've got quality all over the park. They really have Luton and with Nathan Jones at the helm, he has got this club moving in the right direction. It just goes together very well, Nathan Jones and Luton Town. And considering the price that they've got 11 to 2 to finish in the top 6 i think they will finish much closer to the playoffs than the price suggests yeah. they've got stronger while a lot of teams who were above them or around them have got weaker or just not improved over the summer so Luton seems to be going in the right direction what do you think
1: no 100% 100% um i i have had i have had that bet uh, but you just missed out on my thing uh, when I, when i saw the 40 to 1 uh, but what what uh, what I want to add to that is Nathan Jones, like you said, as a manager, um, he, he he always strives. He will not accept it if Luton finish below twelve for a start. He, he wants to improve yeah. year on year. He just won't accept it, will really. he? And I think he's re, re- uh, he's reached a stage at Luton now where he's achieved so much and he's always met the goals he's set. Like, or even all, with all these new players coming in, you've got the core of the squad that like um, hangs off his every word so much that. With the added talent, they do have the firepower to push on even more. Um, off the back of what you just said about the top six, they did finish in the top half last campaign. And if yeah. you fancy them to do it again, you can get it at seven to four with Betfred. Um, it's just, it's just I, I don't understand how why 100. they've been...
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand why they've been so given to given this massive disservice by the bookies I, oh. it blows my mind it really does and I can only assume it's because it's Luton town obviously yeah. not a big club compared to and I don't mean that with any disrespect compared to the likes of you know Cardiff and other sides who are challenging for the playoffs this season so yeah Luton I'd be jumping on them right now right well that brings us to the end pretty much of this episode Jimmy just before we go could I just get you to round up your picks? That you've shown us
1: today. Yeah, so that my nap is uh, West Brom to win the championship at um thirteen to two with bet three six five. My next best is Sheffield United, uh Winston as I say that to be promoted. That is at eleven to four with bet three six five. And then my long shot is all three of the relegated sides to get regained promotion at 40 to 1 with bet 365.
0: 40 to 1. I can't get my head around that. that it might just be worth saying,
1: Um with that one. I, I tried having a shopper around, but you might be able to. You might be able to get it a smidge longer with request bets with Sky or something if you proper have a look. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm a bit sceptical, but it might be worth a look. I mean 40 to 1s just a massive price
0: in itself. Right. Um my picks I've got West Brom to win the league as well at 13 to 2 at bet365, QPR 7 to 2 for the top 6 also at bet365 and then long shot Luton 11 to 2 for the top 6 at bet Victor. Well as I say, that brings us to the end of this episode. Just before we go, actually, it's around this time of year when a lot of people do their accumulators or lucky 15s, lucky 31s on who's going to win each league in England.
1: Are you the same, Jimmy? Um, I haven't. I Yes, I have done one. Now, but... <laughs> <laughs> who, who have you gone for out of interest? All uh, four. Go for it. I have gone Liverpool. West Brom. Yeah. Bolton. Wow,
0: okay. Mansfield. That's interesting. I've gone Chelsea, West <sighs> Brom. Um, Ipswich I know a lot of people are fancying Ipswich this year and I've also got Mansfield actually I like uh, what's going on down there they've recruited very well I've also got Wrexham in the National League mainly because they've signed Paul Mullen yeah I've got lucky 31 mate I I don't mess around I I go big right (laughs) that brings us to the end of the second tier betting please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops stop we'll be back tomorrow to reveal our picks for relegation Jimmy the Punt thank you for your time today oh my pleasure I've been Ryan Dilks, and to you, listener, thank you for listening.